Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul test this morning. Father, we give you all the glory this morning. We give you all the praise. We say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the grace to enter your, your gates with thanksgiving this morning. Thank you for the grace to come into your presence with praise. Thank you for the grace to cry, Abba, Father, to cry, Jehovah, this morning. Be glorified, Father, forevermore, because you are the Ancient of Days. You are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. Lord, you are the Master, the Master of the Universe. We give you all the praise this morning because you are Jehovah and there is none like you. Father, be glorified forevermore. Lord, you are who you are. You are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Scripture says that you will never change. You remain the same, O oh God. You will never change. And so, Father, we can put our trust in you. Lord, we can put our trust in you. Be glorified in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we spend this time, this morning, fellowshipping, reading your word, learning in your presence, once again, bless us with wisdom, grant us understanding, and cause your name to be glorified in our lives. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name. We pray. Amen. All right. Let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Morphe Eyenike. Let's continue our study of the book of Revelation. Yesterday we read chapter 6 and I began uh, the preview or just a read through the book of Daniel. I did say yesterday that understanding the book of Daniel will better help you interpret what is going on in the book of Revelation. Remember that look, as at the time John is giving this prophecy, there were no Bibles. There were even papers were very, very scarce. Paper, papers were not found out much, much, much later. Okay, Majority of the writings that go around were written in parchments. So many, very few people you know, could have anyone could have documented what Daniel, you know, so to say that John maybe had this information and was just reciting what he had heard from Daniel, I don't think so. John is speaking by the Spirit of God and the accuracy, the similarity, okay, between what they both spoke several hundreds of years apart. It's, it's amazing, okay? So yesterday, we, so we are doing an overview of the book of Daniel currently. What we are trying to achieve is understand that when the first seal was broken, when the first seal was broken, we saw a white horse. And I said that the rider of that horse is the Antichrist, the fake Christ. Okay, he comes forth. The book of Daniel helps us understand the timetable 
of when this first seal will be broken because it gives us an because we know that when the seal is broken it reveals the person of the antichrist so how do we how can we say for certain that this is when the antichrist is going to come forth okay so we began with the book of daniel yesterday we took daniel chapter 1 and 2 in daniel chapter 1 straightforward daniel chapter 2 we saw that Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and then Daniel interpreted his dream. Daniel told him he saw a, a, a massive statue that was divided into four parts. The fourth part, you know, is divided into two parts made up of iron. And then the, 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 the lower part of the, the feet were made up of a combination of iron and clay. Maybe I'll read that again. Okay. And then Daniel explained the, the interpretation of Nebuchadnezzar's vision to him. Now, the, what I want you to understand is, look, you see, these four parts represent four kingdoms. Daniel did, did say that in verse 39. He says, but after you, your kingdom comes to an end, another kingdom. So this represents kingdoms. But not just kingdoms, world powers, okay? Uh, kingdoms that had dominion over a large swath of the whole earth. And that was what the Babylonian kingdom, okay, was. So we're not just talking about, you know, maybe people like Hitler that just came or nations like America, like a superpower. No, we're talking about kingdoms that literally dominated continents if you if you could put it like that the babylonian kingdom was was massive the the the, the grecian kingdom of alexander the great was was awesome they they dominated literally almost the whole world okay so this is talking about kingdoms not just countries and so you need to see it in that context so what we are seeing in this vision because at the end of that vision we saw that a rock, a mountain, like a mountain, smashed the statue at the feet, telling me that there are going to be four major kingdoms by the time Jesus returns. So let's just read that again. So verse in his dream, verse 36, is told, Daniel already told him that, look, um, he has made, um, let's go to what verse now, Okay, yes, let me say from verse 34, we saw there that the, uh, the mountain by human hand is struck the feet of the iron and clay, smashing them into pieces. The old statue was crushed into small pieces of iron and on and on like that. It says, that was the dream. Now we will tell the king what it means. Verse 36, your majesty, you are the greatest of kings. The God of heaven has given you sovereignty. So it tells Nebuchadnezzar, you are the head of of gold i explained yesterday that that was not totally correct while it was correct daniel was telling nebuchadnezzar that the babylonian kingdom is the head of gold so would i would explain that to give us a breakdown of all the kings we had in the babylonian kingdom you know um after nebuchadnezzar i think two or three more before Bethesda that then led to the end of, of the Babylonian kingdom before the Medes and the Persians took over. He said, but after your kingdom comes to an end, another kingdom inferior to yours will take will rise. After that kingdom has fallen, yet a third, the second kingdom, 
that takes over from the Babylonian kingdom, which is where we will see the next vision, the next uh, vision that, that Nebuchadnezzar will have, in, and then the vision that Belshazzar will have talks about the transition between the first and the second kingdom. It says, when your kingdom comes to an end, another kingdom inferior to yours will arise. This was the Medes and the Passion, uh, okay, uh, the Passion kingdom will arise, will rise to take your place. After that kingdom has fallen, yet a third kingdom represented by bronze will rise to rule the world. This is the Grecian Empire. This was the kingdom that took over from, to, from the Persians, okay? The kingdom of Alexander the Great. You will see an explanation late. God continues to give Daniel several visions to explain everything that he's seen. Following that kingdom, there will be a fourth one, verse 40. A strong, Daniel chapter 2, verse 40. Following that kingdom, there will be a fourth one. As strong as iron, that kingdom will, will smash and crush all previous empire. The first part of that kingdom is made up of iron alone. Okay? Just as iron smashes and crushes everything, it strikes. The fifth and toes you saw were a combination of iron and big clay. Okay? So that means that the fourth part is like divided into two parts. It's the fifth part that is made up of a combination of, of iron and big clay, showing that this kingdom will be divided like iron mixed with clay. I did said that for a lot of people, this represented, you know, they took notice when the EU formed because all of the countries that were in the formal, okay, the fourth kingdom, the iron part, which is the Roman Empire, that were part of the Roman Empire, were also part of the EU when it formed. So a lot of people took note to, because it says here that, look, show, that this kingdom will be a combination of iron and big clay, you know, showing that this kingdom will be divided. Like iron mixed with clay, it will have some of the strength of iron, okay? The German, you know, um, countries, you know, powerful countries there, you know, and then it will still have inferior ones, Austria, the smaller ones, Sweden, and the smaller ones that are not as powerful. Is it but, um, but while some part of it will be strong as iron, other parts will be as weak as clay. Is it this mixture of iron and clay? also shows that these kingdoms will try to strengthen themselves by forming alliance with each other through intermarriage but they will not hold together just as iron and clay do not mix eh? so that's why you see that there's so much uh, <laughs> um, the eu is just not holding together even though there are also there's an interpretation that talks about you know um the fact that why they are not mixing like this is what because of the the people that they have allowed to come to migrate into the eu we'll get there verse 44 during the reign of those kings the god of heaven will set up a kingdom during the reign of those kings the god of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed or conquered it will crush all this kingdom into naughtiness and it will stand forever. That is the meaning of the rock caught from the mountain, though not by human hands. So during the reign of the fourth part, remember, the rock smashed the fifth part. And that's why Jesus came during the Roman Empire. He says that, look, that crushes the pieces of the crushes to pieces the statue of iron, bronze, clay, silver, and gold. The great God was showing the king what will happen in the future. The dream is true and its meaning is certain. Okay? So, that was why Jesus came during the Roman Empire and 
by Jesus' death, God was crushing to pieces, okay? Establishing a new kingdom, okay? So, that is um, Daniel chapter 2. So, we go to Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3, we will not give this so much of our attention. In Daniel chapter 3, Nebuchadnezzar built this gold statue, asked everybody to bow down before it. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, disagrees, and then, of course, they are thrown into the furnace, and then um, someone like the Son of Man was right there with them when they brought them out. They were not singed, and then, of course, Nebuchadnezzar praised God, declaring that, look, ah, his second encounter with, with the God of heaven, okay? So, now, Daniel chapter 4. Let's go to Daniel chapter 4. In Daniel chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar sends out a message, you know, to, to literally, you know, to every race and nation. At this time, the Babylonian Empire literally covers the whole world, practically the whole world, okay? So, it tells them that he had a dream. Hmm? Verse 4 says that I, Nebuchadnezzar, was living in my palace in comfort and prosperity, but one night I had a dream that frightened me. Since I saw visions that terrified me as I lay in my bed. So I issued an order calling in all the wise men of Babylon so they could tell me what the dream meant. So when all the magicians, enchanters, astrologers, and fortune tellers came in, I told them, I told them the dream. But they could not tell me what it meant. At last, Daniel came in before me and I told him the dream. He was named Belteshazzar. After my God and the spirit of the holy gods is in him. You can see that the way uh, at this point. So the gods there, you know, is still small letter. Still telling you Nebuchadnezzar was not yet totally converted. Okay. It's this experience that will turn the life of Nebuchadnezzar around. See, I said to him, Belteshazzar, chief of the magicians, I know the spirit of the holy gods is in you and that no mystery is too great for you to solve. Now tell me what my dream means. So he tells him his dream, verse 10, while I was lying in my bed, this is what I dreamed. I dreamed I saw a large tree in the middle of the earth. Okay, so that tells you that the empires that we are talking about will literally cover a huge part of the earth. It was standing in the middle of the earth. The tree grew very tall and strong, reaching high into the heavens for all the world to see. It had fresh green leaves and it was loaded with fruit for all to eat. While the animals lived in the shades and birds nested in its branches, all the world was fed from this tree. So then as I lay there dreaming, I saw a messenger, a holy one, coming down from heaven. The messenger shouted, cut down the tree and loop, 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 loop off its branches. Shake off its leaves and scatter its fruits. Chase the wild animals from its shade and the birds from its branches. But leave the stump and the roots in the ground, bound with, the ba with, a, with a band of iron and bronze and surrounded by tender grass. Now let him be drenched with the dew. Pay attention to this. Let him be drenched with the dew and let him live with the wild animals among the plants of the fields for seven periods of time. So seven years. Let him have the mind of wild animal instead of the mind of a human. For this has been decreed by the messengers. It is, a, it, is the, it is commanded by the holy ones so that everyone may know that the Most High rules over the kingdom of the world. He gives them to anyone he chooses, even to the lowliest of people. But Tichaza, that was, my, that was the dream that I, that I, King Nebuchadnezzar, had. Now tell me what it means, for none of the wise men of my kingdom can do so. But you can tell me because the spirit of the holy gods is in you. 
So Daniel explains the dream. Now, listen to Daniel's interpretation because it will come into effect when you are interpreting Daniel's dream in Daniel chapter 7. Okay? It says, remember that all till this time, Daniel is able to interpret everybody's dream. Upon hearing this, verse 19, Daniel, also known as Belteshazzar, was overcome for a time, frightened by the meaning of the dream. Then the king said to him, Belteshazzar, don't be alarmed by the dream and what it means. Belteshazzar replied, I wish the event foreshadowed in this dream would happen to your enemies, my lord, and not to you. The tree you saw that was growing, so, so let's paraphrase so that we are able to cover much, much ground. So the tree that he saw was Nebuchadnezzar. It tells, him, it tells him that, look, that tree, that tree, your majesty, is you. Just like he told him that the head of the statue is you. That tree that you saw is you. This tree actually is Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian kingdom itself. It says, for you have grown strong and great, the kingdom and your greatness has reached up to heaven and your rule to the, to the, to the ends of the earth. It says, then a messenger from heaven did uh, let him live with the animals of the field for seven periods of time. The end of verse 23. It says, this is what the dream means. Your majesty and what the Mosa has declared will happen to you. So basically, what was going to happen to Nebuchadnezzar, that he was going to become like a wild animal. It says, you will be driven, verse 25, you will be driven from human society and you will live in the fields with the wild animals. You will eat grass like a cow. In other words, it will go from walking on two feet like a human being and go on four, begins to eat grass. Pay attention to this when we are reading the interpretation of Dranet's dream in chapter 7. So seven periods of time will come, seven years, and then on and on like that. Or of course, the dream will eventually be fulfilled. Nebuchadnezzar turns into a wild beast, you know, driven from his kingdom, maybe living in the, in the, in the palace because eventually uh, Nebuchadnezzar was restored, was restored. And when his sanity returned, verse 34, after this time had passed, I, Nebuchadnezzar, looked up to heaven, my sanity returned, and I praised and worshipped the Most High God and honored the one who lives forever. What we want to pay attention to in, the part, in this dream is that part where Nebuchadnezzar is transformed from a, a man into a beast, from walking on two to walking on four. All right, so that is Daniel chapter four. In Daniel chapter five, so after this time, Nebuchadnezzar um, um, passes on, um, one other emperor takes over, and after that emperor, uh, you then have Belshazzar. Yes, you then have Belshazzar. Belshazzar then, then takes over. Over, It is Belshazzar's reign. It is during his time that the, the Babylonian kingdom will come to an end. In Belshazzar's reign, we'll just go quickly over this one. He decides that, look, okay, uh, I want to entertain my guests. And then they bring in the, the cups, the gold cups and the gold um, vessels that God had permitted Nebuchadnezzar to take it from the from the temple in, in Jerusalem and then they begin to drink with it with his wife and concubines. As they were doing that, there was an handwriting on the wall, Mene Mene Tekel Upasi, okay? And no one could interpret until they call for they call for Daniel. And Daniel comes and gives the king an interpretation 
to his dream. Okay, the interpretation was that the Babylonian kingdom was coming to an end. See, so, so God has sent, let's go to verse 24. It says, So God has sent this hand to write this message. This is the message that was written. Mene, men, mini, mini, tekel, and pasil. This is what these words mean. Mini, mini means numbered. In other words, numbered, numbered. God has numbered the days of your reign and has brought it to an end. Tekel means wage. You have been weighed on the on the on the balance and have not measured measured up. Pasin means divided. Your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and Persians. So when God tells Nebuchadnezzar that the kingdom was going to take over from him, he was referring to the kingdom of the Medes, the Medes and the Persians. So the Medes, the Medes, the Persian kingdom takes over because it says that that very night that very night that very night verse 30 okay daniel chapter 5 daniel chapter 5 verse 30 that very night belshazzar the babylonian king was killed okay and darius the medes takes over over the kingdom at that age okay so darius takes over so the Persian kingdom the Persian empire this is an empire that also covers the whole earth takes over from the Babylonian kingdom. Daniel chapter 6, um, Darius takes over. Darius was one of the generals, the generals of Belshazzar. Okay, very, very good man. Okay, very good king. Okay, uh, takes over at a, at a very old age. Okay, I think about 60. Takes over and it was during his time, Daniel chapter 6, that Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. Okay. So we'll skip all of that. We have a good understanding what this story is about. Daniel is thrown into the lion's den. God rescues Daniel and all like that. Now, where we are going to is Daniel chapter 7. Okay, so we'll take this which, and then we'll conclude this tomorrow. In Daniel chapter 7, Daniel has a vision. So from here, remember that up till now, Daniel has interpreted three, okay, three visions. Okay, and there are two visions with the handwriting on the wall. All the visions that Daniel will start having from now, Daniel could not explain. With all the, the spirit of God that was in him, Daniel could not explain. And Daniel chapter 12 tells us the reason why. He said, seal these things away. They are secrets that are supposed to be understood during the time of the end. So, it says earlier during the first year of King Belshazzar's reign in Babylonia, in Babylon, okay, Daniel had a dream. So this was during Belshazzar's reign, okay? Belshazzar's reign was very, very short. Daniel had a dream and saw a vision as he lay in his bed. He wrote down the dream. He wrote it down and this is what he saw. He says, in my vision that night, I, Daniel, saw a great storm churning the surface of the great sea. Great storm represents trouble. Trouble is coming. The great sea represents, whenever you see sea in the old world, it represents mankind. It represents the people of the world. It says great trouble is churning up, turning up the surface of the great sea with strong winds blowing from every direction. It says then four huge beasts came out of the water, each different from the other. Now, these four beasts, will align with the four statue that Dan, that Nebuchadnezzar saw. Okay? 
So the first beast, now pay attention. The first beast was like a lion with eagle's wings. As I watch, which is the symbol, if you see, does Google now, the symbol for the Babylonian kingdom is eagle with, uh, is a lion with eagle's wings. The first beast was a lion with eagle's wings, talking about the Babylonian kingdom. As I watch, its wings were pulled off. That's what happened to <laughs> opened happened to Nebuchadnezzar, right? He was humbled. His wings were pulled off, and it was left standing with his two hinds feet on the ground like a human being. In other words, it was a beast, and then had not been transformed into a human being, and it was given a human mind. He was talking about the situation that happened with Nebuchadnezzar. I think that's in chapter four. So then I saw a second beast. So we know that. That first beast that Daniel saw is the Babylonian kingdom. Even though that second part is referring to King Nebuchadnezzar himself, but he is representing the Babylonian kingdom. Since then I saw a second beast. The second beast is the Medes and the Passion. I saw a second beast and it looked like a bear. For those who give interpretation to this, that oh, the bear represents Russia, no. Daniel is... So it means that this particular remember that this is doing belshazzar's reign the meats and the passion have not yet take, taken over just a few years after that this second beast is going to come comfort then i saw a second beast and it looked like a bear it was rearing up on one side and it had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth and i heard a voice saying to it get up devour the flesh of many people the second beast, the meats and the passion, go and go and research their, their, their reign. It was brutal. It was brutal. They killed people. See, the Babylonian kingdom, Babylon, if you, if you submitted, Nebuchadnezzar was, was, was so magnanimous. If you, if, you subje- if you submitted to them, okay, he just took over from you and then installed you, which was what happened to, to, to Jehoiakim and the rest of them. He just installed you back as his, as his vassal and then you, you continue to rule your kingdom. The meats and the passions, they devoured the flesh of people. Okay, so that second beast is the meats and the passion. The angel will explain. Okay, so this is not just, let's run through. Then the third of this, of this strange beast appears and it looked like a leopard. It had four bird wings on its back and it had four heads. Great authority was given to this beast. So then in my vision that night, I saw a fourth beast. This fourth beast coincides with the legs of iron and the feet of clay. Remember that we are trying to trace when the Antichrist will show. Terrifying, is it terrifying? This fourth beast, terrifying, dreadful and very strong. It devoured and crushed its victims with huge iron teeth and trampled their remains beneath its feet. It was different from any of the other beasts and it had ten horns. It had ten horns. And as I was looking at the horns, suddenly another small horn appeared among them. That small horn, let me give you a spoke, is the Antichrist. That small horn appears among them. Three of the first horn were torn out by the roots to make room for it. This little on had eyes like human eyes and mouths that were boasting arrogantly. You will see, see eventually that this was talking, this is the Antichrist. Okay? Since as I, I watched as thrones were put in place and the ancient... So when that happens, Daniel says in verse 9, 
I watch as true. So compare this with Revelations chapter 5. Eh? Where the lamb comes forth and breaks is, is declared as being worthy to break the seal. As I watch I watched as throne, verse 9, were put in place, and the ancient one sat down to judge. His clothing was as white as snow, his hair like purest wool. You see that this is what John saw in, in Revelation chapter 1, right? The Jesus that he saw, white his hair, white as wool, wearing a, a gold sash on his chest. He sat on a fiery throne with wheels of blazing fire, eh? Okay, talking about about the four, the four, the four beasts, and a river of fire was pouring out. So Daniel sees this vision. Ezekiel, okay, who did not have any interaction with Daniel, sees the same thing, and John sees this same this throne of God, the way it looks. He says, with wheels blazing of fire, and a river of fire was pouring out, flowing from his presence. Says millions of angels ministered to him. Remember, John says thousands of millions. Says millions of angels ministered to him. Many millions stood to attend to him. Then the court began its section, and the books were opened. I continued to watch because I could hear the little on, the little on's boastful speech. I kept watching. You will see this fulfilled in Revelation. Okay, I kept on. I kept watching until the fourth beast was killed. And his body was destroyed by fire. The other three beasts had their authority taken from them, but they were allowed to live a little a while longer. As my vision continued that night, I saw someone like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient one and was led into his presence. Okay, so that was he's talking about the lamb when he says, Who is a when that past strong angel said, Who is able to break the seal? And no one in heaven or on, 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 on earth or under the earth was found. And John began to cry. Eh? And then the angel said, you should not worry. The Lamb of God is as qualified to be able to break the seal. Daniel is seeing the same vision. As my vision continued that night, I saw someone like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient one and was led into his presence. He was given authority, honor, and sovereignty over all the nations of the world so that people of every race and nation and language would obey him. His rule is eternal. It will never end. His kingdom will never be destroyed. Okay? <laughs> Talking about <laughs> that rock eating the fourth part of the of the feet. Okay? So you see that they coincide. Now, Daniel's vision will be explained. Let me see if we can finish seven and then move on. See, I, Daniel, was troubled by all I had seen, and my vision terrified me. Daniel was terrified. See, so I approached one of those standing beside the throne and asked him what it all means. He explained it to me like this. So, the angel explained the meaning of the dream to Daniel. Now, listen to the meaning. These four huge beasts represent four kingdoms. They are four kingdoms, just like the four parts of the statue represents four kingdoms that will arise from the earth, not countries. The beer is not Russia, not countries. They represent four kingdoms that will arise from the earth. But in the end, the only people of the Most High will be given the kingdom and they will rule forever and ever. Then I wanted to know the true meaning of the fourth beast. Okay, so it meant that Daniel said that I wanted to know the meaning of the fourth beast. Daniel, it was as if Daniel could add an idea 
of the first, second, and in fact, he had lived through the first, the first beast. The first beast was about to come to an end. This was the first year of Bel- Belshazzar's reign. It was about to come to an end. He was interested in that fourth beast. He said, "Look, the true meaning of the fourth beast, and we will need to go shortly." Okay, so we'll take this up tomorrow, but let's just read on a few a few more verses. He said, the one so different from the others and so terrifying, it had devoured and crushed its victims with iron teeth and bronze claws, trampling their remains beneath his feet. I also asked about the ten horns on the fourth beast's head and the little horn that came up afterward and destroyed three of the other horns. This horn had seemed greater than the others. And it had human eyes. It was, in fact, it's a human being. It's the Antichrist. It had human eyes and a mouth that was boasting arrogantly. As I watched, this one was waging war against God's holy people and was defeating them, the Antichrist. <laughs> when he sets up the, the mark of the beast, he will defeat them until the ancient one, the Most High, came and judged in favor of his holy people. Then the time arrived for the holy people to take over the kingdom. Then he said to me, the fourth beast is the fourth fourth word power did you hear that it is word power not country that will rule the earth it will be different from all the others it will devour the whole world trampling and crushing everything in its path its ten horns are ten kings that will rule that empire let's stop there its ten horns are ten kings the horns are people kings are people that rule the ten horns are ten kings. The little horn that we saw is a person too. It is the Antichrist. Don't worry. When we are through with this study, you will know where the Antichrist will come from. You have an idea. Yes. Where he will come from. You will even have a, an idea of what is going on in the world currently. With the US, with Donald Trump. You will have an idea of all that is going on. God bless us this morning. In the name of Jesus. All right, as we go, I'm going to just say, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for what we have learned today. Father, we give you all the praise. Help us to continue to understand as we read. Can you pray that prayer for yourself? Help us to continue to understand your word as we read it. Lord, cause your name to be glorified in our lives. Lord, we will not miss you. In this end time, we will not miss you. Father, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day. See you tomorrow.